I've got transcript on. You should send that off to the to Hollywood. Yeah, they're gonna want that when they do the movie about the Five Wall podcast. Yeah, but its origins. You know what? Quite where frankly, did these actually, guys come from? Quite frankly, if they can do a movie about like the the Williams sisters, they can do one on the Five Wall. Three guys That's down on their luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then rocketed to fame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Not not without this a few like, missteps along the way, but no, this is like worth the it. infancy. The infancy of this is before we get yeah. uh, really famous. Well, yeah, that's right. Before it becomes a pain in the ass, really, right? <laughs> like you can't even go grocery shopping anymore, right? Oh. I have that problem anyway. Like, <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Here we go. I'm getting serious. Well, hello, hello, hello. It's the Five Hole Pod, and we're back in the hole with the usuals. King Conco, how's it going, King? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm all business this week. I have no side, no long rambling side stories other than the one about not having one. <laughs> and G Francis, so I'm, good. I'm good to go. And G Francis, how are you this fine evening? I'm I'm okay. G Francis here, wondering, like all these fans, exactly what are the Toronto Maple Leafs? That's right. What are they exactly? <laughs> well, I think I think the next six days may well not the next six days. We're in the midst of a six day schedule. Four games in six nights. We started with uh, L.A. and uh, they'll be in Philly on Wednesday, and then they'll be home to Calgary on Friday, and then a quick turnaround visiting the Sabers on Saturday. Now. Uh, the reason I mention this is because, in my opinion, we are really teetering on the brink. And that brink has to do with goaltending. I'd say the biggest concern right now is Campbell going down, what with Mrazek out. And, I mean, doesn't anyone realize that could happen at any second? Maybe we're just all dealing with this, like kind of like living near Pickering Power Station. It's like something that we just put in the back of our minds and forget. But, I mean, <laughs> literally... If Campbell goes down, we're down to Hutchison, Hutchinson, and Wool, and man, Wool, Wool, just a lot of names we're not sure how to pronounce. And a bu- yeah, and a bunch of other guys who yeah we don't know their names really. That's right. Seen them in print. I think uh, Ian Curtis. I think he that's was. It, that's right. Yeah. No, it was Ian something. Yeah, Ian. <laughs> Ian, the guy that's been on the injured list for like three years. Yeah. Ian Zeering, star of so I don't two one oh. so is uh is like um Razik, like is he out wasn't he just injured and then came out? I know back? he must have got hurt in practice or and then he's out he's again. Out apparently apparently they took their time and, and held him back even a few extra days and he goes out for one game. And now he's back on the shelf for, I think, at least oh. four weeks. Four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh and then God. what? And then what? Uh, like, how, how long will he be back then? It's goalies and groins. I mean, they're the worst yeah, combination. You know what I, you know what Freddy I'm all most, over again. What I'm most worried about is, like, they've got to get him back before, uh, before the holidays. Because, you know, Jack is just going to be a blubbering mess, you know. Over the holiday season, because you know, old, 
presents, <laughs> opening stuff. presents and crying. Yeah, and like, <laughs> exactly. He's gonna get an engagement be, ring. He's gonna be on the. <laughs> he's gonna be driving on the way to the game and see some Christmas lights and just break down, you know, stuff like that. He's a very, he's a very emotional character. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be. I don't know, like in a, a fine state in a spiritual sense, but drained emotionally every time he arrives at the Oh, place. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not even physical with him. Like, if he just looks the wrong way, like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But can anyone like, I, think of a worse scenario of him tweaking his own personal groin? I mean, he's not going to tweak someone else's. I don't think that's possible. But. <laughs> well, thank, thank goodness we have Hutchison in the wings ready to... Uh... Oh, disappoint yeah. once again but that, yeah. that's all we got right and, and they will not play him back-to-backs not not with the schedule campbell's been on already so exactly so we know that on friday or saturday it'll be hutchison there's no way they're gonna try to create some sort of disney story by bringing in wool <laughs> for, for lack of better pronunciation or ian curtis um yeah it's, it's, Resurrect it's, it's him jo- from the Joe, dead. Joe Wall. Come on, somebody should know that name. Ian, Ian, he played out in it's, Saskatchewan. Uh, I think. Ian, uh, yeah, Ian, Ian Dixon. Uh, um, Ian, no, <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian Stewart. <laughs> okay, that Ian Dixon. I think we remember him as a young lad, but I think he's and in he, his fifties. Yeah. <laughs> Listener mail, if you've got that answer. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I can't even. The lines are open. Yeah, I, he's not going to be. Well, yeah, the, we're not going to have to be worry playing about for it. the I mean, let's hope year. we don't have to know his first name. Ian <laughs> something. Yeah. Oh, that's true. No. Okay. How about this scenario? Yes. Do you think that the Leafs may be put into a position where they may have to trade for a tender? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, could, so, it could occur. You know. If but, Campbell. Like I, yeah, I would say sure. that's just as likely as as any, and it will be something that's just a small improvement on Hutch. They're just it'll be another person's, another team's uh, flotsam. Yeah, it'll be you another know? wild shot in the dark on another guy. Who's... Wait a second, is flotsam is flotsam better than Jetsam? <laughs> well, I mean that's that's the backup plan, Jetsam. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a George. That would Jetson? be a hell of a yeah tandem, Flotsam and Jetsam. I think that's I think that's who the Leafs got right now. So I think right yeah. now it, they're going to just be crossing their fingers. I mean, Hutchison actually played pretty well last year when he had to. Um, it just it's like the Leafs played scared with that guy in the net. They were just, you know, sometimes that works when you just have no faith in your goalie. It works for a short spurt anyway until it just becomes demoralizing. But you know, if you can buy them. You know, some points here and there. Uh, then he's doing his job because he's going to have to play once in a while. But uh, if Campbell goes down and then Hutch is number one, I think for sure Dubas is going to be uh, forced to make another one of his incredible trades. Oh, so like he'll give up a first rounder for like uh, he's given them all stringer. up already. He's given up first rounders at a time where he thinks he he'll trade. Yeah, he'll trade that first rounder to the team that he's already talked to about becoming an assistant GM on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which, which is going to be by next year at this rate. He's going to be what? Trading them to the Greyhounds? <laughs> you know, oh, very good. Well, I got to say, I got to say, and it's interesting that you brought that up about the length of the potential tenure of uh, the GM and the Riley contract. I mean, I, it was, 
interesting, on the heels of the Riley signing, I heard all kinds of people speculating that, you know, did Dubas really even give it consideration in years five, six, seven, and eight? <laughs> or what? It's an eight-year deal, right, I think? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did he really care, or is he just trying to make sure he's got a number one defenseman for next season? I mean, it's hard enough to fit him in next year. They're going to have to probably jettison some people. Although I realize if the cap goes up in combination with the Kessel contract finally getting off the books, you might have enough to cover it. But then you have the Campbell contract, too. In any case, what do we think about this Riley contract? I I know that's... I've heard rumblings that uh, we may have thought, you know, why didn't we just sign Hyman and let Riley leave? Well, I mean, I, I, I've heard, and as you guys have too, that from the get-go, oh, Kyle, brilliant, you know, you've got him for, you know, you got him on a team-friendly deal, and I'm, it, it's not the money for me, although when you look at the highest-paid defenseman in the league, the guys who are, you know, I mean, how many times did I hear oh, he could have, you know, he could have got nine and I'm going like the guys who are making over what he's making. If you look at that list, I'm sorry, but he's well down it in terms of, you know, a guy I'd want on the team. I, I barely consider him a number one defenseman, to be honest. But what irks me the most about the contract, the no move is six. Yeah, six years of straight no move. And then I think two years at the end when, you know. He's probably not producing at anywhere close to a level that, you know, he is now. He still has like a, you know, 10 team no move or something like that. And I'm going like, so at no point did the team uh, do anything but sort of uh, say to Hyman, you know, now we can't, we can't do that. We can't give you the money. We can't give you the no move. And then they turn around and, and basically give more money longer term and a lot of no move to Riley and I'm going I don't know I think that Riley would have been more easily replaced particularly a couple of years down the road than Hyman is right now and I think the Leafs are I mean obviously they don't think that was a bad move but I'm not convinced that that was best for the team and as for the end of the contract, yeah. No, there's no way in hell that Kyle's still around to have to, you know, have anything to do with that. To me, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with the contract he signed. I, I he did he did give a team discount for once, for once he actually gave Dubis less than he he could have got on the open market, and you know we we could debate all day about who we would rather have, but the. The contracts that have been signed in the last two years since 2020, I, you, you go down the list. I mean, they're all seven or eight years long. They're all like right up there. They're 9.5, they're eight, they're nine. An interesting thing about Riley that I was pulling up today, if I could find my notes, and he's, he takes up 9% of the salary cap now. That ranks 24th by defenseman in the NHL. As far as highest cap hits among NHLD, he's like 18th. So he's he's not really competing with Petrangelo and Hiskinen and Seth Jones. Seth Jones, 9-5? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a bad yeah, that's a bad deal. That that's not a good Dougie deal. Dougie Hamilton, seven years, nine million. 
Wierenski, 9.5. Nurse, 9.25 for eight years. Yeah. Um, like, there's, that's the market. And I think, you know, I'm a huge Hyman fan. Everybody knows it that listens to us. Um, <laughs> you're, you're out there, right? people <laughs> but but you know so I, what you're I saying is the two of us know you're a big hyman fan <laughs> yeah. well no there's there's four people maybe that's five true, now that's but true they had to look at the salary structure within a within a cap and realize yeah maybe because because of whatever we've weighed way too much money at the feet of forwards um, we cannot afford to let our D go uh, because they are not easy to replace. And I think it was a case of they valued Riley as a defenseman. You know, we can debate whether he's a first a first defenseman. He is certainly on a lot of teams, but is he? Who knows? But Hyman became a luxury. At the end of the day, he became a luxury that the Leafs couldn't afford. And they also can't afford to let a rather thin decor, just walk away. Like, would we be happy once again if if Riley just walked for nothing at the end of the year and then we just start looking around and try to, like, in a panic and, and sign whoever, right? It's, it's a lot of money in the Leaf structure because they've got so many high-end paid players, but they can't afford to let that guy walk. Well, I guess, I guess, I, I, hey, look, I'm not saying that I think he's overpaid. I'm saying in the, in the structure of what the Leafs have got themselves into, as you said, this is not going to do much to, um, you know, mitigate the problems they already have. And, and that the, the Leafs' problem is filling up the bottom of the of the trough with decent players and this is not this is not gonna this is not gonna help you know this is not gonna help with that i mean the the the, it just seems it just seems to be a situation where it's just gonna perpetuate the problem they already have like somebody must be hoping like hell that the cap goes way up because i i just see them I, I don't know. I, I don't know if these guys are just incredibly stubborn and or they just believe in themselves like more than anybody else does. But I'm like, where's the, you know, where are the bottom six forwards going to come from? Where are the bottom two or three D going to come from? Like, I don't know. Worries me because they don't have money to, to, to pay for that. And I think it's been established so far with what they've done that that's, the good teams have that. They have balance. So they, they certainly pay their stars, but they don't pay, what is it, five guys, 60% of the payroll or whatever it is now? Well, Vegas is trying to become the Leafs in that regard. But, um, you know, I guess we, we could spend some time. That would be a good episode uh, segment, you know, just to go over the, the salary structures of all the teams out there. I think we probably ones, surprise yeah. ourselves you know how the lease are, are they're not sticking out the way we maybe perceive them to be in terms of being you know top loaded uh i think the salary cap being stalled has kind of forced many teams to be that way i don't think the lease are that unique in that respect so yeah it's a, it's a tough question like it's a lot of money yeah, i don't for, even know the answer it's a lot that, of money for a long term and but 
I, I just think, you know, if they just played it out and then he walked, it's like you can't win in this business. <laughs> you know, it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy business to be a GM in. That's for sure. Uh, I think you're uh, earlier, you put it as filling the bottom of the trough. And I was kind of worried what we were going to fill it with. But I, we landed <laughs> on players, which is a good thing. Uh, you had visions of the Maple old Leaf gardens, gardens, the gardens old, urinals. Yeah, the yeah, old urinals. Yeah. I like experienced that which myself. Which end of this trough do I stand at? <laughs> imagine imagine if they served beer back there. <laughs> That's oh, true. God. It's like going to a football game in Buffalo. Same thing. So I think what I was trying to recall earlier was was already brought up, but I, the Hyman versus Riley thing. I think it was we got to put some money into our D. We can't keep investing in O, and uh, that's why Hyman had to go, I suppose. Interestingly, the Leafs have already, apparently, started into developing a contract or some sort of setting of parameters around the Campbell deal. Um, they're, they're probably watching him, you know, over the opening bits of this season, playing at a pretty high level and realize that if, if they actually do meet with some success based on Campbell's really uh, extraordinary play that, you know, he'll be priced out of their uh, bracket, whatever that bracket is. But I have a dumb idea. Why don't, and this is probably just inevitably what's going to happen, uh, wait on the on actually signing Campbell because as the Leafs overuse him and wear him down over the course of the season and his level falls – and then they lose in the first round again because of, amongst other things, <laughs> shoddy goaltending. They'll be able to sign him on the cheap. It'll be no problem. So let's go with that technique. Problem I mean, solved. Problem yeah, solved. Exactly. Exactly. Just, just stay the course and it'll all stay work out. Stay the course. That's right. Yeah. Stay Do the nothing. Course, right? Do nothing. Don't panic. Do nothing. It'll all work out. Okay, so here we go. I, I have a new segment. Um, it's not really a new segment, but I think we should, because I've been looking around the the Leaf media landscape, certain things pop up that I find either extraordinary in terms of opinions being expressed or just other aspects of uh, Leaf media performance. And I, and I do want to test the panel here and test them against a little quiz that went on, I think it was this morning on sports radio. Where Steve Dangle, or the famous Steve Dangle, who has through his um, TM his efforts as a Leaf uh, icon in the media landscape, at least gotten a free Leaf media pass. I guess they let him up into the media booth, which is really all we ever had in mind for an objective on this thing is to get into one. Still, still Leaf waiting. For free. Yeah, still waiting for the call. But in any case, even even a rejection call would be good at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know, just say just call, don't please. even think about it yeah that's right don't they're e- gonna make they're gonna make fletcher call us <laughs> they'll take us out for a steak and then break it to <laughs> break us, it gently, to us yeah. gently. you didn't you didn't get it <laughs> just another another excuse for fletch to write off a steak lunch yeah but this one i i do want to test us on this question it's not an easy question and frankly it's not a particularly interesting question <laughs> well it but, sounds perfect okay, for well our that, show 
Yeah. That's right. That's, That's right. right. We'll make it. Everybody, a... anybody, anybody needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> this is the time to do it. Your listeners, listeners. I'm sure we will turn it into pure entertainment gold. Uh, All well, right. Maybe not. But in any case, Mister Mr. Dangle only scored one out of five, and mm. the question is, which five Leafs in the history of the franchise have worn the number forty-five? Now. If we can get two of the five, and I'm not counting myself, I'm not participating, but if we can get two of the five, we'll have beat Mr. Leaf, Mr. Blue and White, Mr. Making Funny Faces on his YouTube channel, Steve Dangle, to the punch. We will have shown ourselves, at least you guys, will have shown yourselves to be as ardent a fan as, as big an enthusiast and as uh, rigorous an expert in Leaf trivia as Mr. Steve Dangle. So, does anyone? I've given you enough time to think about it. Now. I I defer to King, who's known yeah, for his, I, his, his, no his photographic no memory, kidding. his photographic love of numbers, yep. jerseys. That's um, right. Okay, well, Jonathan Bernier for sure. Absolutely, that's number one. That's the one that Steve got. Yeah, I was afraid you're going to say that. <laughs> could I? Could I give a number uh, like that? You know, like if you added four plus five. Norm Almond, number nine. <laughs> I don't know they went there. Okay. So so he worth so asking Steve though. Dangle, he he got he, he got, got one. Okay, he got so, one. Um, who was that guy? Mark Fraser or something Holy like that? Holy moly. Was he one? Just a second here. I have to check my don't You don't even have the answers. Like... <laughs> you just figured there's no way these guys are gonna get the right answer. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Yeah. No, I got it right. Mark here. Fraser, nice. Yes, absolutely. Something like that. Yeah, that, well, be you've already beat. You've already beat, right. Mr. Dangle. That is. Hey, correct. hey, do we have like a, a pause and a, a some celebration music? No, just just go like. <sighs> <laughs> we'll add that later. So so uh, that's it. We're done. Way to go, well, King. No, but let's let's see <laughs> let's see whether we can rub it in a little. There's okay. There's a... Okay, well, I I I gonna I have to be honest. I really struggled with Mark Fraser. I can't believe so. you came up with Mark Fraser. Yeah, yeah either can I actually. <laughs> now, uh, ooh boy. Okay, I do have a hint. Okay, do a do a hint. Do a hint then. Do a hint. All right. Well, as a hint, one of the number forty fives in Leaf history is currently a member of sports media in Toronto. Z- uh, z- Mike Mike Ziga Ramanis. No, the sports media I'm talking about is radio. Oh, radio. So it's not Mike, really? Mike Ziga Ramanis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wow. Oh, Carlo Koliakovo. Correct. Oh, yeah. Correct. Good one. And actually, one. Carlo changed numbers while he was a Leaf, I believe. Yeah, well, he was eight for a while. Exactly. He started as 45, oh, and then he switched yeah. to eight at yeah. some point. See, That's I figure correct. those 45s must be guys that get up for a cup of coffee and are handy. Well, yeah, and... absolutely. That's why they're going to be hard to think of. No kidding, like, yeah. Yeah. Other than j- goaltenders, I suppose, yeah. Just, I'll give you the final two, if you don't if you don't mind. We've beaten Steve three to one at this point, so. No more hints? No more hints? Well, I couldn't, I don't even know how to give you hints. You don't even have... They're so obscure, there are, there are no hints. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. Pretty much. I could give you a hint and like tell you what his name rhymes with. 
that's about it. All right, who are who are these two characters? Oh, I know, I know, Babe Schmatt. <laughs> <laughs> that's very close. Marcel oh. M- Mueller or M- Mueller. Oh God! Do you even I mean, recognize he's... that name? Who is that? No. I, I exactly. slightly do. Is he like an '80s guy or? I don't even know. No, I don't even. I don't he... even know who the hell he is. is he Marcel. Yeah, I, I, well, the last one of the few German players to don the Leaf jersey. Uh, Mueller yes. is like M U E L E R, so it's no. German. And then the uh, fifth on the list, his first name. Okay, I'll tell you his last name, and then I'll if you can get his first name. His last name is Nedved. What? Oh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, what was that dude's name? I don't know. Peter? No. No, no, no it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, Peter. He, never, it was like he didn't join them. Marcel or something. I don't know. Well, no, that was Mueller. Uh, I mean, he made that up. Zdenek. No. Totally. Exactly. That, 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 is, that is more than a tough question. That's almost an impossible question. I'm surprised we even got two. So the, there you go, Dangle. There you go. You lost your job. King will be showing up. Well, on you know what? Actually, quite frankly, it's guys like Steve Dangle that give me hope that we're going to hit the big time. <laughs> Just because you see him as as giving back to the industry, is that why? <laughs> no, I see, I see him, and I go, if that guy can do it. Well, you have to be ready to make a jackass of yourself. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's, oh, well, that's the most problem. Well, I'm in the right place then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I I have a few things left on my mind and the old brain pan to talk about here. Um, one of them has to do with the downfall of uh, Mr. Muzzin. Uh, you know, you I, mean the uh, Leafs MVP? Jake Muzzin, that guy? That's right. Uh, yeah. Something's really going bad with that guy. I, I, I know that the season started out and people were quite alarmed. And, of course, he was playing with Hall, who couldn't help him, you know, because Hall was having trouble of his own. So they so they bench Hall, and they they put him with Mr. Brody um, to give him a little support. And, and then the rumblings of Muzzin's demise quieted. But... I think that was just a temporary thing, and it was just being his gaffes or his whatever his problem is. Um, <laughs> that technical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Was, gaps. Yeah. Brain yeah. cramps, all those kind of things. Uh, they were being papered over by, you know, the steadiness of his partner. And uh, But, man, I, I mean, Until I the LA, LA game. game. Holy Ooh, yeah. moly. Did you see that guy blow right by him? I w- yeah, yeah. That was terrible. I mean, it was terrible on two levels. First of all, he couldn't keep up. He couldn't make the turn. But then I don't know what he was doing with his stick. He should have just dropped his stick because I don't know what he was doing. It was like he was holding the wrong end of it or something like that. There's been plenty of speculation, right? And I think it's just because how can this guy, how, how could his fall be so so huge in such a short time? Yeah, precipitous, sure. I'll go with that. It's <laughs> like, He was Mr. Reliable. He could chip in on offense. It just looks like um, like he's. we should put Dermot on the back of his jersey or something. He's just this guy that can't keep up. Like you said, he's burned to the outside. He's making stupid plays, poor passes. Um, he's not really putting up any offense. So is it – so this, this speculation comes through everybody out there. He must be injured. Is it like – is somebody leaking something or do we just assume that he must be injured? 
Or is it maybe, you know, he clearly was injured and missed the important games of last year's uh, playoffs. Is it just that he missed a summer of training and that's caught up to him now? Kind of like, you know, Matthews. Like, Matthews is not looking like, like Matthews because he's probably six weeks behind. So is it just that? I mean, you have to hope so, that he's just not up to speed. I can't believe a guy would fall that much in such a short period of time. That quickly. Well, I mean, I hope it's not an age thing because they can't reverse that one. But that that doesn't happen overnight, though. But, I mean, well, yeah, no, you wonder. But, um, w- w- well, what kind of rumors are out there? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm... Um, there weren't rumors. I, mean, that, I think it was is speculation. That the, is that the... T- <laughs> you know, it's just like, he must be injured. He must it be wasn't injured. A, there were there were no rumors, oh. just speculation. Well, there is a difference, right? Rumor, yeah, rumors are a fact. Rumors, according rumors to some people. might have some truth to them. The rest is just stuff guys making stuff up, like we do on this show. <laughs> yeah, I think rumors w- w- supposedly would come from somewhere, someone who knows. I, I do a lot of speculating. Rumors, speculation. R- is, rumors are he is injured. Speculation is he must be injured. Yeah. Eh. Very, well put. Anyway, King, King, any any thoughts on Muzz? No, I really, I really, you know what? I, I you guys have always, I mean, I know he's kind of seen as, you know, I've always thought he was, I never thought he was quite as good as you guys did. So I just thought he was, <laughs> just shut up. I won't call him serviceable, but I never thought he was like, you know, I remember the whole MVP thing just going like, you know, do another line, Bill. Like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I did. Uh, so uh, a, a bit of a change of uh, pace. George Bell. George Bell. What do we think of this Eichel thing? Here we have a guy who we've all described as being a bit of a prick, a bit, you know, self-serving, etc. And he gets exactly what he wants. He's going to Vegas, which is where everyone wants to go, apparently, to play their NHL career. I don't know why. Yeah, I have you know, to say, I have to say that I know that... Uh, great I'm place sure to it's... raise a family. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's not going to take... Uh... I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm really, I think the mo for me, I'm just mostly disappointed in the fact that it's Vegas because as you said, uh, it's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just like, you know, the guy, he just doesn't know when to shut up that guy, you know, and then he, then he says too much and then he throws out the, but I love Buffalo. Sorry. I couldn't make it work. And I'm just actually, it's kind of, if you want to know the truth, I know G's always had a bit of a, bit of a bone to pick with the uh, golden knights and their good fortune but I, I have to say when i heard it was vegas i was just like oh for fuck's sakes like you know <laughs> really honestly i guess it's kind of like really i mean i guess i gotta give i gotta hand it to them for always being in there but this is this is gonna be the last big well they're not afraid to trade their players either but this is gonna be the last big splash move they make for a while because as they can't said, afford it. That's what that's I was right. just going to say. As you guys said before, now they're the 
They're the West version of the Leafs. They're the poster boy for tight cap situations. And then, you know, I don't want to get into this whole thing. I mean, I guess it's all about that neck injury. And, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, that is such a contentious issue because I can't say that I don't understand the team's um, reluctance to let him have some kind of, you know, given that they're paying him and all that to have some kind of surgery that no players ever had before. And on the other hand, I get the fact that it's his life, his career, you know, his, his neck. life after his, yeah, his, his life after hockey and all that other stuff. But it's like, you never really seem to want to make it work. And at some point you wonder how much of it was his health, the neck thing and him or him just wanting off a bad team. A little of everything, right? I mean, the whining's been going on for th- what three years? Yeah, the whining Man, definitely like, the predated whining preceded. The neck. Yeah, pre- yeah, absolutely exactly. right. I I cut him some slack with the the neck thing. I think that was just a convenient uh, situation exploited by both sides in the end. Like it's like, yeah, we have a stalemate yeah, true, here. True, true. So you know, from his standpoint, it's like, look at it. it is my body. This is what I want to do. You know, apparently he's having the surgery or this Friday. Anyway, the fact is, if he's willing to go under the knife and do this thing, and he's maybe expected back in in three or four months, you got to question what Buffalo's motive was to be so opposed to that. Um, Just because it has never been done before in hockey, um, it's been done in other sports. Yeah, it's not like... Only baboons have received the treatment. And exactly. <laughs> lab, lab rats. Well said, actually. Yeah. But, but, but the other thing is, so, so look at that Vegas team. I mean, they've, they've gone and opened the wallet for Petrangelo. They've gone and opened it for Eichel. I mean. And Stone. Stone and, and um, Pacioretty. I mean, they've got, they've got a lot of money tied up at the top now, too. They're a completely different made up team than they were when they were that successful expansion team. Like they, yeah, yeah, they, no, they, they totally are great strategy for that. And they abandoned it after a certain point. And how much of that is just, you know, the entertainment business. You got to wonder like You're how right. much of that is the entertainment business, just trying to keep their fans happy and keep things chugging along. But do you not, do you not honestly think that, I mean, they, they have made significant roster moves every year. If you look at, Exactly. At the yeah. teams that they've had. It's not like they just abandoned that philosophy this year. They've like sort of slowly marched yeah, towards and, the and, same And they've situation. always stayed. I mean, like their record is ridiculous for like, you know, the kind of record that, you know, let's just say that you, I don't know. Let's just say that you lived in a city where your team hadn't won a playoff round in like 18 years or something like that. And then you see Vegas the record that they've chalked up year after year after year making moves all over the place it's it's uh pretty impressive and i have to say i know they were given a a pretty good launching pad but you know that that's getting to be a while ago now and they've if you look at the guys they've had in and out of that team it's significant so they're obviously doing something right i have to give it to them but it's just kind of like man and not like not like I was going. Oh, I hope he goes to Calgary. He deserves to go to Calgary. But you know, it's just I just found the whole 
the whole scenario is just very irritating. And then, as you said, it's like in the end, it's like the guy gets the uh, the cake with the big uh, cherry on top of it. Do cherries go on cakes? I don't know. Ice cream. I think I think you're you're mixing your metaphors. Yeah. Well, but... that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> but how do they afford this? Like, I mean, they're add, adding ten million to their payroll. A couple of young guys. Um, I think on entry level contracts and a first rounder costs nothing this year. Right. Like how do they come up with an additional 10 million with those big salaries they already have? Um, obviously they can, and they did either they can, or they're counting on LTIR to sustain them through this. Hey, anybody who have are any? the, uh, yeah. who are the leaf experts? Oh, you mean among the people that I'm sort of surveying and keeping an eye on? Yeah, well, I, I, I was uh, I was wondering, because I thought you were throwing it out there, that you were wondering, like, who do you consider to be the, uh, you know, the experts on the Leafs? Is it, you know, are they, is it beat reporters? Is it, like, who, who's, uh, who, who, who would you go to for the definitive, if there could be such a thing? inside scoop on what's going on with the leaves cliff fletcher man by mistake and a glass a bottle of red oh my god yeah you, you just <laughs> he'll just yeah. start spinning the yarn he'll tell you stuff that you know he, he probably you don't even want to know no, you don't anyway so in terms of uh, the uh the survey of 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 media um well, i'll just mention two names and they both participate in one podcast together and i've never heard a more sort of detailed sort of um like it's not like everything is based on research but they they seem to be so close to the team in their in their day to day cuz i guess they both work for the athletic um, and that's uh, Jonas Siegel and James Myrtle oh, yeah. doing the Leaf Report. Those, those two and, guys are um, top of the list for me. Like, unqu- yeah, unquestionably. Yeah, I, I agree. Unquestionably. Yeah, I do enjoy listening to them. They, they kind of span media and fan. Like, they 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 sit back and they, they, they don't seem to always have the answer or the information. But they're willing to kind of speculate and, and muse about things just like a – like a fan would, so I, I do enjoy. I just, just also like us. And, and yeah, exactly. And the timber of their voices. I think that's the other thing that we can't underestimate that impact. <laughs> I noticed that you you sort of got a little softer spoken when you said that. Or were you just trying to? I was. I was kinda, trying to capture that. Trying to change. Sort of. a lot like Jonas there. You were kind of starting to change the dynamic of the show. Yes. Anyways, uh, I think we've reached the end of our rope here. I I don't know how to close it out. Uh, Does anyone uh, have anything to say that is uh, mildly amusing? (laughs) It can only be it can only be mildly amusing. Yeah. No, I don't want anything uproarious. I'll give you. I'll give you mildly amusing then. Okay. At one point over the weekend, Hutchison's going to be starting a game for the Leafs. So I think that you better consider that mildly amusing because it's <laughs> really be mild, mildly scary. Before <laughs> before the next podcast, Joseph Wool jerseys are going to be flying off the shelves. What, what number is he going to be? Details, though, details. 45. 45, 45, I hope. Yeah. Exactly. All I know is once he has a number, you'll never forget it. Hey, guys, we, we seriously, we really seriously... I can't believe that we're just going to leave it at Ian Curtis. (laughs) Well, he didn't. Ian Scott.
Ian Scott. There we Ian go. Ian Scott. There it is. All right. Sorry, who was that? We pulled it out of the fire. He's the like fourth string. He's on the depth fifth, chart. Fifth string leaf goalie. <laughs> okay, guys, we better let G get off to his uh, yes. Minor Son's league. big hockey game. Hockey yeah. game. What Who are they you playing doing? tonight? You like? You know what? You already had Bill like Forest Hill. Disappointing. Kill Forest Hill. Oh, you're gonna like like beat on those rich guys. All right. Exactly. I didn't know. I didn't know Forest Hill had a team. Yeah, I thought they would have been playing polo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean you mean with a horse, not water polo. A horse, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, God the, bless. Uh, bl- the God bless the team. And yeah. There you God go. Bless. Yeah. All right. All right. That was, that was a real American sign-off. Or we, did we sign off? <laughs> no, no. But when when we do, God bless. We're hoping to sign off. Okay. Well. Anyway, good luck then. How's that?